0: Welcome to Ed Voices, the podcast from Education International in Brussels. I'm Elena Schulz-Gimeno. This week, we take a break from policy to enjoy a little history. It's a look back in time to the birth of EI 25 years ago this year. I say a little history because this is essentially a preview for a podcast series that begins in February on AI and its members and leaders and the work they've done around the world. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to hear that series and all the At Voices podcasts through this anniversary year. Thanks for joining us. Let's get started.
1: Good morning. My name is Mary Hatwood Futrell, and I would like to once again welcome you to the inaugural World Congress, a Constituent Congress of Education International. We celebrate.
0: Three today- years after the fall of the Berlin Wall, teacher unionists were in an optimistic mood. Mary Hatwood Futrell, president of the U.S.-based National Education Association rose to address a global gathering of teacher leaders in Stockholm as Education International was born.
1: Today we assert our interdependence. We affirm our solidarity. We have brought to life a brand new organization and having given birth we now become its guardians. Our decision demonstrates our understanding that we must remember now and forever that when the issue is the liberation and the education of the children of the world that we stand together.
0: Before EI, there were two major teacher federations in the world. The World Confederation of Organizations of the Teaching Profession and the International Federation of Free Teachers Unions. They were created the same year and grew to be strong rivals. But in January 1993, the two merged to form Education International. The general secretary until 2018 was Fred van Leuven, a Dutch teacher and union leader.
2: Mary Futrell and Al Schenker, they, they played a significant role in, in the negotiations. Al being the president of the American Federation of Teachers, belonging to the IFTU, and he was also president of the IFTU. Mary, former president of the NEA and president of the WCOTP, they created an international organization that would help create the international conditions that would help them do a better job in serving the needs of their of their members.
0: Today, EI has grown to include more than 400 teacher unions and associations in 172 nations with more than 30 million members. As one of the world's largest democratically-run federations, EI's work has been guided by members to include issues both global and local. The UN's 2015 passage of the strategic development goals, including education, and the resulting focus on financing and government accountability came after a multi-year campaign by EI.
2: For me that campaign uh, was in fact a a test whether we as international organisation would be able to mobilise our members. I I must say that I I was surprised that this campaign played such an important role in persuading the United Nations to accept the idea that quality education for everybody would be one of the sustainable development goals. It was public opinion that we were able to mobilize through our membership in many countries and political pressure that our member organizations were able to exert on their national governments that caused the UN to actually change its mind. So, you know, that was a very gratifying experience.
0: Increasingly through the years, teachers have been vulnerable, squeezed between political groupings and ethnic, linguistic and religious rivalries and targeted by public authorities simply for doing their jobs. To meet the challenge, EI has built strong relationships in the education and other progressive communities, responding rapidly to support affiliates. Fred van Leuven.
2: What has been very gratifying um, is is the work that we have done in, in, in the area of human and trade union rights. I believe that we have made a difference in the lives of education unions um in, in 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 countries where they are struggling for human and trade union rights.
0: Marilise Retting, longtime Canadian activist and former chair of EI Status of Women Committee, says the struggle forms the pillars of EI's work.
1: The three fundamental pillars that we identified for education international over the years. That's advancing basic democratic and the most fundamental of human rights. To advance the rights of educators and the rights of unions and strengthen unions. And the third is to advance education, whether it is education for all, for for all of our children and youth um, throughout the globe, or or to advance um, education among the teaching and
0: advancing the teaching profession. Eas work in the progressive global community is reflected in its commitment to raise and support women's voices and leadership and education. Futrell remembers the pre-merger days.
1: Uh, when I go back and think about uh, WCOTP, and I can't speak for ICTF, but I remember how we had to had to fight to make sure women had a voice, and I can remember going to meetings, and we, even though uh, most of the people who were there were women, they often were. Told they couldn't get up and talk, and that the men were going to do all the talking. And, and, and if, if you get up and talk, you were told you wouldn't be allowed to come back to another WCOTP conference. So we decided that women uh, would ha- should have a voice, and they, should, and they had the right to speak, and they could not be penalized for speaking and expressing their opinion.
0: Like society itself, EI has come a long way, leading change in country after country, EI President Susan Hopgood.
1: Well, look, I think EI has played a critical role in advancing the rights of uh, uh, women educators. Um, I think um, education unions have a very, very important role to play. We stood up for women uh, teachers. We stood up for for girls and young women in education and uh, forced governments and departments of education, employers, um, education authorities to make changes which made it much more equal uh, for, for, for women and for girls.
0: As EI enters its next quarter century, it is positioned to lead not only for quality education, but for human rights and equity across the globe. Guy Ryder, Director General of the ILO.
2: Delegates, Education International has been one of the great success stories of the international trade union movement over the last two decades. It's been the global voice of education workers, and because it has nearly doubled its membership in that time, it's a voice that has become louder, stronger, and ever more influential.
0: Thanks for joining us here at Advoices. Subscribe to us on iTunes or SoundCloud or your favorite podcast channel. Watch out for the EI 25th Anniversary podcast series in the coming weeks. The interviews you just heard. A part of that series, and there is a whole lot more to come.